Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded and expects to hit 6 million listens by the end of July 2023. We're celebrating this success by recognizing those who have shared the journey with us and giving them the opportunity to contribute to the ongoing success of the shows. By buying a paper copy of the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a donation to help the ongoing running costs, members of the international Italian wine community will be given the chance to nominate future guests and even enter a prize draw to have lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. To find out more, visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. All right, it's half past five in Italy, and that means it is time for Ambassador's Corner today on the Italian Wine Club, now called the house, Italian Wine House, on Clubhouse. Welcome, everybody. You know, so, you know, I think most of you know how this works. We record a call here with one of our Italian Wine Ambassador as the mod. And then we get to replay it on, of course, our Italian Wine Podcast. So follow us if you want to hear the replay on Italian Wine Podcast, wherever you get your pods. All right. So today's show is, of course, we always have one of our Italian Wine Ambassadors at large. They get to, one, pick the producer of their choice, and two, moderate the entire session. This is why I love this clubhouse thing. So let's welcome Vinicius. Ciao, Vinicius Santiago. Ciao, Stevie. It's been a while since we talked last time. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, where are you? Where is here? Uh, I'm in Brazil right now. So What part of um, Brazil? I'm in Sao Paulo. Right. And what's the weather like there now? Uh, it's winter, but it's chill. It's kind of like 14, 15 Celsius degrees. It's it's really comforting right now. Oh, my goodness. I wish we can exchange places. You know, it's been <laughs> brutal here. Actually, today's kind of a nice day, but it's been absolutely brutal here. And I'm sure you'll find out also with your call today with Flavio, there's been some very bad weather on this part of town and all over Italy, all over Europe, actually, all over everywhere, it seems. Right. So, so Vinicius Santiago, of course, you're a Psalm from Brazil, but tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a sommelier from Brazil. So I learned about the Psalm job here in Brazil. So I took the formation of the Brazilian Sommelier Association. That's like ICE, right? The equivalent of... Yeah, that's like ICE, but in in Brazil. Uh, In fact, um, the Brazilian Sommelier Association answers to ICE. So ah, the um, okay. So it, it answers to the International Sommelier Association, and I'm also a beer sommelier, 
Obviously. Um, uh, Italian wine ambassador. Uh, I, I like I like beverages in general, so right. that, that's it. But I must say the most important certificate you have, of course, is Italian Wine Ambassador from Vinitaly International Academy. I just want to underline that small fact. That's for sure. <laughs> I've been talking to some friends lately. Right. The most rewarding certification I've had was the Italian Wine Ambassador because the level of study and knowledge you, you must have to be an Italian wine ambassador is huge. Right. It's really intense, right? But I hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed having you at the course. I loved it. And I could learn so much more about Italian wines and in general. And, and it was so rewarding. It is really, really incredible. So you're also a teacher, right? What are you teaching? I'm teaching WSET. Okay. Um, I'm I'm teaching French Wine Scholar. I'm also teaching at sommelier courses in Brazil, so I'm also a teacher. Okay, so you need to start teaching some Italian wine now, the Maestro sure. program. Yeah, we are trying to bring it to Brazil. I've been talking to Pablo lately. Uh, we're bringing Maestro to Brazil for sure. Okay, great. Listen, but is your full-time job teaching or are you working somewhere as a psalm? I work somewhere as a sum as I'm, I'm head sommelier of uh, an importer in Brazil. So I work for the Vissimo Group right. that has two brands, so Evino and Grand Cru. They are major wine uh, wine shops in Brazil, both digital and physical shops in Brazil. Okay, and is Villa Sandy one of your suppliers? Yes, we have the wines, the sparkling wines from Villa Sandy, and uh, we started to work with them. Uh, recently, and it's been a pleasure to work with uh, Villa Sandy Prosecos and Sparkling Wines in Brazil because they they are being really successful in Brazil right now. Okay, so I guess that's one of the reasons why you've chosen Villa Sandy. Is that correct? Yeah, this is correct because we work with them, but also because Villa Sandy is one of the benchmarks for Prosecco as a producer, as general practices in uh, grape growing, winemaking, and because they can, as they produce several styles of Prosecco in several sub-regions of Prosecco, they really know about the, the subject, which is Prosecco. Have you been to Villa Sandy yourself? No, I couldn't visit them yet. I'm planning to visit them uh, this year or in the early next year for sure. Oh, fantastic. Because it's, a, of course, a beautiful estate and they have this beautiful villa. I think, in fact, it was chosen as one of the best vineyards, you know, that top best vineyards list that they have. So that will be very good. And as you know, we get a little bit geeky around here. So what are the learning objectives that we should expect from your call today with Flavio? Um, Villa Sandy has a particular winemaking method, a particular approach when making Prosecco. And this is really particular and interesting in Villa Sandy's uh, project of making Prosecco. Also, um, understand Prosecco in the international market for wines because it plays a, a huge role in the sparkling wines market. And also to learn a little bit what Villa Sandy is doing uh, to deal with the climate change because you are in, in, a, in a year, in a, in a summer that is really hot, really warm in Europe right now. So what is Villa Sandy doing and how they deal with this? So these are the, the learning 
um, okay. objectives today. Yeah, I'm very curious as to what they're doing as well. So I'm much looking forward to this conversation. And so what happens now is that I will mute myself. And as you know, that rarely happens. So you have to take full advantage. And uh, I will come back with Laika in the very end to take any questions if there are any. Okay? Okay, thank Alrighty. you so much. Ciao, Vinicius. Ciao, and I'd like to welcome Flavio Gereto. Uh, Flavio Gereto is the Chief Commercial Director of Villa Sandy. Um, he's in the company since 2015. Um, hello, Flavio. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you for uh, inviting me to speak about Prosecco and our territory. It is a very important uh, chance. Uh, and uh, a big ciao to Stevie. Uh, because uh, the podcast is very important and also the activity that uh, she is doing with the, the, the ambassador is very important because uh, I find all over the world uh, people with uh, an improved culture of, of Italian wine thanks uh, to the effort that they are doing together with the uh, Italy ambassadors. Yeah, and uh, you, are, uh, you have almost 20 years in the wine business, right? Yes, 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 yes. I was born uh, in a family who is involved in the wine production in the northeast of Italy. And so we can say that uh, wine is not only my profession, but it is my passion. Great. Um, he's gradu he graduated in economics at the University of Padua. Uh, mm. He is from ONAV, the Italian Organization of Wine Tasters. He had the certification from FISER, the Italian Federation of Sommeliers, WSET Level 2, Slow Food Wine Level 3. So you are really into the wine world, uh, mostly the commercial part, but you really understand what you're talking about, right? Yes, I really understand because, uh, you know, uh, being part of... Uh, um, a family involved uh, in, in the wine from when I was a child, uh, I did everything. So from making the harvest to produce, to produce the wine, also not in, in big production, but uh, and also to, to do everything. So even if you are more involved in sales and marketing, if you know the product, if you know what's going on after the bottle, uh, behind the bottle, it's very important also to... Uh, to make uh, all uh, uh, the effort to explain what there is inside. Great. Villa Sandy has two major brands, and we bring them both to Brazil. So we have Villa Sandy, mostly for the sparkling wines, and Borgo Conventi for steam wines. We're talking, we'll be talking today mostly about Villa Sandy. And Villa Sandy has a very particular uh, winemaking method for Prosecco. Um, can you describe the Villa Sandy method, technique to produce Prosecco? Mm. Yes, uh, uh, for sure uh, it is a, a, a very important method in order to keep in evidence the characteristic of Prosecco and of the Glera grape. Because of the, uh, the main grape to produce a, a nice Prosecco is Glera. And uh, it is a semi-aromatic grape. And uh, you know that uh, the most important characteristic of a Prosecco is the freshness. So differently from uh, other wines that uh, uh, can have the excellence with the maturation. I can name uh, the most important red wines uh, uh, from Italy, like Brunello, Barolo, others. Uh, for Prosecco, the excellence is uh, the freshness. In fact, uh, we always say as fresh as possible. So in order to do this, uh, we decide to implement the Martinotti method that is uh, not only an, a normal Charmat, 
So you do the first fermentation, and then uh, when you have the still wine, the second fermentation in the tank. But uh, we decide to preserve the master. So we have a big storage of grape juice, and only when we decide to produce the, the sparkly wine, we make, we can say, a single fermentation. So we put in the autoclave, that is the closed tank to make the second fermentation, the master, at, uh, we eat the temperature because normally we maintain the master at zero degree. At 15, 16, start the first fermentation, and immediately later we add the yeasts to start the second. So we can say that in the, in the same one after the other, we can have a first and second fermentation in the same time. So in this way, we can start always like to be after the harvest. And in this way, we can have this freshness element that is the most important characteristic to have a great and premium Prosecco. But we usually learn about Prosecco talking about the Charmat slash Martinotti method. So we produce a base wine and then you referment this base wine in order to get the bubbles of the sparkling wine. Yes, yes. You yes. don't you don't do this like that. So no. you start the fermentation and then you just close the tank in order to retain the bubbles, but you do this as one fermentation. And the first time I heard about it from Villa Sandy, I went to the disciplinare to see if it, if it was allowed, because I always learned that Prosecco had to be made with two fermentations, but it doesn't. So the, the legislation doesn't talk about it. But what no, is no, the impact? We can uh, tell me. That, uh, there are, uh, uh, we, we say single fermentation because there are one, the first and the second, one after the other one. Okay, but the fact that we chill the mast at zero degree, we can start always from a fresh mast. So in this way, we can we can preserve the freshness. That is the most important characteristic to have an excellence in wine. So the mast is chilled at zero degree, and when we decide to produce the sparkling, we did the temperature, and from this there is the this passage that is not from wine to sparkling wine, but it is. Master to sparkling wine. And comparing Prosecco's made from base wine and then fermentation and the Villa Sandy method, what, uh, what's the impact on the style of the sparkling wines at Villa Sandy? But, uh, for sure, the, the impact, uh, as uh, I repeat, it is uh, first of all to have uh, a very, uh, very fresh wine because the characteristic of the wine is this, uh, but also the, the is uh, very fresh, so you have uh, these apple pears uh, and uh, and the peach, very 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 fresh. But uh, during all the year, because the problem is that uh, when you produce uh, uh, the wine, you make the alcoholic fermentation and uh, you keep uh, the still wine in the tank. Uh, the maturation that uh, there will be from uh, the finish of the first fermentation to the start of the second fermentation there will be a maturation and this maturation of the wine will it is not positive for uh, for for to have an, an excellence in prosecco we can say that time for the prosecco is not a friend is an enemy so we need to preserve the characteristic the, the juice uh, from the maturation in this way every production starts from a fresh juice
So fresh Prosecco all, all year round, every time you decide to, to, to make the sparkling wine. But yes, when we talk about Prosecco, most consumers, they understand Prosecco as being a, a single style of sparkling wine, but there are several Proseccos. So we have Treviso, Asolo, Conigliano Valdobbiadene, Cartizze. What are the main differences between Treviso, Asolo, Conigliano Valdobbiadene and Cartizze, which Villa Sandi produces? Yes, uh, first of all, I want to tell you that we are lucky because we have the expertise to produce uh, every different uh, characteristic of uh, Prosecco because uh, Villa Sandi owns vineyard in all the single uh, denomination of uh, Prosecco. We can say that there is the DOC, uh, that is the, the biggest, uh, consider that uh, in 33,000 hectares uh, of production, 24,000 are DOC. So it is the, the, the biggest area. And uh, Treviso is uh, the sub-zone, that is where uh, the Prosecco was born, where the production of Glera started in the 16th century. Okay? So from this, uh, you, you know it is a, a wider area. The wine is very fresh, fruity, with white flowers. There is... Uh, it is very drinkable, uh, but uh, after the DOC area, we have two DOCG areas that are smaller, Asolo and Conegliano Valdoviadene. Asolo is around 1,500 hectares. It is uh, uh, an area uh, where uh, it is possible to produce also great uh, uh, red wines. So there is uh, clay soil, but very rich uh, with a lot of minerality. So the Prosecco produced there is fruit, with the fruitiness, but also with a very strong character. So I always say that it is a, a food-friendly Prosecco because uh, this character can pair very well with a different kind of, uh, of food. You know that every Prosecco is uh, uh, perfect for an aperitivo, but uh, if you want to enjoy a complete dinner or lunch, Asolo can be the right answer. If we go to the other DOCG, Conegliano and Valdobbiadene, please remember this name, Valdobbiadene, because uh, it can be considered the capital city of Prosecco. And uh, it is this denomination, Conegliano-Valdobbiadene, that is um, uh, between these two towns. And uh, it is around 8,000 hectares, and uh, it is the most classical production area of uh, Prosecco, and in particular Valdobbiadene had uh, uh, the recognition of uh, the UNESCO, like uh, a, a site, a, a recognized site from uh, 2018, and it is only one of the two uh, regions, wine regions in Italy, with this recognition. One is Lange in Piemonte, one is Valdobbiadene Hills in the Prosecco region. And here you have more complexity. So the fruits are uh, the one that I told you before, but also with a lot of tropical fruits, there can be uh, a, a more complex bubbles with, uh, uh, that can uh, invite you to drink another glass and uh, can, uh, uh, can be a very uh, luxury aperitivo. Then we go to Cartizza that represents the, the top of the pyramid. Cartizza is a, a small uh, uh, hill inside the town of Valdobbiadene where it is possible to produce uh, the best production of Cartizza. It is a hill surrounded by high hills, so protected by the hard wind with a big thermic excursion, but also uh, not uh, with a big wind. And there, there is a very, very important aroma. So you have uh, 
strong uh, nose, but uh, in particular these uh, creamy bubbles that uh, can uh, uh, give uh, a, a very full, intense uh, uh, feeling in the mouth to have uh, a very, very high-level uh, bubble. In fact, the characteristic of Cartizze is that uh, you don't have the name Prosecco in the label because Cartizze means something that is uh, the, the flagship production in the Prosecco region. And uh, if you want to have a difference between DOC and the DOCG, I repeat, there is a big DOC area and two DOCG, Asolo and Valdobbiadene, with Cartizze inside, is the name superiore. If you have a DOCG Prosecco, uh, Conegliano Valdobbiadene or Asolo, the name Prosecco will be always followed by the name superiore. And also you, you have the mention of the territory. So with a, a normal Prosecco, you have just the name Prosecco DOC. In a DOCG, you will have Asolo, Prosecco Superiore, or Valdobbiadene, Prosecco Superiore. The production yield is lower, 18 tons per hectare in the DOC, 13.5 in the DOCG, to arrive to 12 in the Cartizze, that is uh, the, the flagship area. Italian Wine Podcast. Brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Great. And if you are, for example, in a blind tasting, uh, comparing uh, Asolo and Valdobbiadene, how would you differentiate them in a blind tasting? For sure, uh, the, the, the distinctive element uh, is uh, in the uh, in the Valdobbiadene, you can uh, find... Uh, the, this tropical element and the complexity, mainly in the nose, and this uh, very, very pleasant aftertaste. In Asolo, the character, as I told you, you can perceive this minerality and this character many times. Also, the color is a little bit uh, uh, with a, a, a light, uh, deeper yellow than the Valdobbiadene and the Conegliano because uh, uh, of this characteristic of, uh, of deepness. But uh, they are uh, different, so for different occasions. In, as I told you, Conegliano Valdobbiadene you can enjoy every time. Asolo I can suggest more for, uh, uh, to pair with, uh, with food. Uh, but for sure I can tell you that the, the, the soil of uh, Conegliano Valdobbiadene, you can have different areas because uh, you have five different kinds of soils in the Valdobbiadene, the OCG and Conegliano because it is uh, an area where there was the, the sea before in part of it, and in other part, not. So there is a different kind of minerality, there is a different kind of soil. Sometimes it's clay, sometimes it's sandy with some uh, morenic soil, we can say, that uh, doesn't have a problem of, uh, of, uh, of water. But uh, currently, I can say that the big difference is the character of Asolo and the elegance of the Conegliano Valdobbiadene. Great, Flavia. And Villa Sandy positions itself as a premium Prosecco producer. So what are the differences between regular and premium Prosecco? So uh, from, according to us, to be a premium Prosecco, you need to have a characteristic uh, of taste. So it is very important to have uh, the aroma because sometimes uh, there are many producers that want to produce a big quantity of uh, of grape, so at the end you can perceive only the sugar inside because many Proseccos have a very short second fermentation and also at the end 
the sugar is uh, the, the 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 particular element with extra dry. If you have the the, the particular aroma of the grape uh, inside the wine with a big balance between aroma and sugar, you are in the field of a premium prosecco. But uh, there are also other characteristics that makes uh, a prosecco premium. First of all, uh, the link with the territory of production, because uh, there are. Uh, uh, you know that in the Prosecco there are many wineries from outside the production region uh, bottling Prosecco. So in my personal, in our opinion, uh, it's very important to know the tradition, to be part of the identity of this territory, to be uh, also a family-run business like Villa Sandy, because uh, uh, I want to remember that among the, the biggest producer of uh, the Prosecco region, Villa Sandy is the only one where the, fa- the original family is already on board. And uh, we have uh, for four generations working with us uh, every day. It is the Moretti Polegato family. And uh, it is a very important element of continuity, of knowledge of territory, of ed- identification with the, the vineyards, of identity of the different uh, part of Prosecco. And uh, the results can be a wine where you have a rich aroma, very balanced with the quantity of sugar you have inside. In fact, uh, for example, in our philosophy, we don't produce our Prosecco only in consideration of the market. In, uh, we know from the beginning which juice will go f- to be a brut, extra brut, extra dry or dry, depending on the, the quality of the juice. So this is, uh, the, in my personal opinion, the big difference between a premium and uh, an and entry level or regular, we can say. But this is it is important because here in Brazil, most of the consumers perceive Prosecco as a simple and economic product. But when we conduct a blind tasting and we show them premium Prosecco, Villa Sandy Prosecco, everyone is impressed and they know, get to know a, a different level of Prosecco. So how is the job of communicating premium Prosecco in the market? What What is Villa Sandy doing to communicate this premium Prosecco in the international market? I can tell you that, uh, first of all, I want to tell you it is an hard job, but we like the challenges because, uh, you know, that uh, our mission is uh, to be the real ambassador of our territory. And so we decided to speak about Prosecco in a different way. So, first of all, uh, all uh, the team of uh, the people working for Villa Sandy in the world, uh, and uh, now we are selling our Prosecco in 130 countries, the first thing is uh, to start from the territory. So, when we do a masterclass, uh, first of all, we explain where we are, and uh, because it is something missing, uh, because the, the Prosecco, the word Prosecco is very strong, but many times... Uh, traveling around the world, we realize that uh, uh, a lot of people is convinced that the Prosecco is an Italian sparkling. But it is true, but it is not produced everywhere. It is produced in Turizzo, in the northeast of Italy, near Venice, and uh, it is important for us to that people know this. And uh, in order to do this, you, we, did, uh, we are doing a lot of master classes where we have the opportunity to explain all the characteristics of Prosecco, starting from the DOC, to the Cartizze, as I told you before, we are very lucky to produce in all the different territories. And uh, also uh, trying to, to make uh, activities with uh, 
the categories who can describe a very high level uh, Prosecco. For example, uh, the sommelier, like you are, we are uh, making a lot of activities with many sommelier associations in Italy. For example, in the, in the UK, we are for seven years uh, the main sponsor of uh, the Best Sommelier UK. Uh, that, uh, the, the name of the award is the Villa Sandy Award. So uh, every, uh, in every year, we have the opportunity to make a masterclass with the winners, uh, with uh, this uh, stage of uh, wine experts, and uh, uh, that can recognize the difference that we are doing. Also to speak in a different way. It is not only a question of uh, volumes, uh, bottles, but also of positioning to take care to people dedicated uh, for the restaurants, okay? And also to do some uh, very premium events. For example, uh, Villa Sandy is uh, the main sponsor of the Snow Polo uh, World Cup in St. Moritz. So uh, the positioning was uh, only for Champagne. And uh, Villa Sandy could be the first Prosecco that they accept to represent uh, the bubbles in this particular very VIP events uh, in, in St. Moritz is a uh, mountain resort in Switzerland. I think that everybody knows. And uh, we try to do this kind of things uh, uh, everywhere. Also, uh, I, we, we are, there is TV Kim here. We do some collaboration with the, the VIA, with the, in which we have our Prosecco in some master classes uh, in order to explain the territory. And uh, it is a nice opportunity because if you speak with the people that can have a knowledge of wines, uh, for sure your brand. Uh, uh, can be a representative of uh, a, a, a new wave. In fact, uh, what I like, uh, uh, some time ago, I read an article in a newspaper in which they say, uh, they wrote, there is a, a masterclass of Villa Sandy, a winery that stands out from the crowd of Prosecco. So this is a, a very important uh, compliment after an hard job of many years uh, of uh, promoting the premium Prosecco. This is impressive. And also the Prosecco as a category, as a wine style, is also evolving. One example of this is Prosecco Rosé. This is one of the novelties in the market. What are the main features of Prosecco Rosé for you? Well, uh, for me, um, uh, speaking in the, in the premium, from the premium point of view, was a very good opportunity to, to have a territory, a sure territory for the Rosé produced uh, with the Prosecco label, because before the introduction of Prosecco Rosé, all the producers of Prosecco used to have a Rosé without the nomination. So it could be a non-communication non, non with the, the consumer of the territory. Now, with the Prosecco Rosé, we know that the Glera and the Pinot Noir, that are the grapes used to produce a Prosecco Rosé, has a territory sure territory where they can be produced. The main features are the blend is uh, made uh, uh, 85%, uh, 85 to 90% of Glera, 15 to 10% of Pinot Noir, but, and the Pinot Noir must come from the production area, must be millesimato, so you, you need to have the harvest in the label, and the minimum period in the second fermentation must be 60 days. You know that for the white Prosecco, is 30 days. For us, it doesn't make a difference because uh, with our wines, uh, we, we are minimum 70 days. But uh, uh, in our opinion, can be important in order to give 
also to the consumer some information that uh, are very important. So we could match uh, two big trends. One is Prosecco, one is Rosé in the world uh, with the Prosecco Rosé and there could be also a nice opportunity uh, to maintain the perception of Prosecco on fire. And what can you expect from the profile of a Prosecco Rosé when you are comparing with a, a white Prosecco, for example? Uh, the profile, uh, I can expect that, uh, uh, first of all, uh, you know that uh, every winery has uh, its own uh, uh, profile. So it is important to be in, uh, in line with the, the characteristic of the white Prosecco. But uh, for sure, the Pinot Noir can, can make the difference because uh, 10, 15% of Pinot Noir, it is important for the color that uh, it is not uh, a strawberry color, but uh, it is... Uh, a provincial color, the, the color of uh, the, the Prosecco Rosé, but also for this fruitiness of uh, red fruits that can complete uh, the aromatic uh, uh, structure of the white Prosecco. One of the things that draws attention from Villa Sandy in our shops in Brazil, for example, is the design of the bottles. The bottles of uh, Villa Sandy, they are beautiful. What are the reasons for the choices of the bottles? And what's the commercial impact of the bottles you are choosing to, to your sparkling wines? Uh, for sure, you know that the, to have a dedicated bottle is, uh, is part of our philosophy because we want uh, to be distinctive. Uh, so at the beginning, uh, uh, this bottle was introduced around 20 years ago. And uh, it was very successful because uh, in this way, when you see the bottle on the shelf in a restaurant or in a wine store, uh, for sure uh, you, you can immediately uh, realize that uh, we are, uh, we are uh, uh, in, this is Villa Sandy because the, the bottle is distinctive. And uh, also it is perceived uh, very premium also from our uh, uh, customers because they immediately... Uh, understand that uh, it is uh, a Prosecco with uh, a particular personality. So for us, uh, it's important to have a dedicated bottle, but for sure is also more important in the same line what there is inside. But the bottle market in the last years have had some issues. How is Villa Sandy in this bottle market? How is the supply of these bottles actually for you? Uh, for sure, we had some problems mainly uh, last year because now the situation is uh, uh, coming back to a normal uh, uh, situation slowly. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the fact that we have a dedicated bottle uh, could be an advantage for us because uh, we could program uh, the, the production of, uh, of the bottles. You know that the minimum run is uh, higher. So we could have some stock and... Uh, we could suffer less in the dedicated bottle than in the, in the bottles that are standard, we can say. But uh, uh, we spent a very difficult year, mainly last year, for the, not only bottle but uh, uh, raw materials. Now I think that the situation is, uh, is going better and we will see how will be the future. Now the question of the moment. How is global warming affecting the Prosecco region, Flavio? Uh, you know that the, the, the global warming has, uh, is changing the, the game. It is not this year, but uh, also in the last uh, harvest, because uh, many times uh, for, the, 
for the warming, we had to make the harvest in advance, uh, mainly uh, in the, in, if we consider the last 10 harvests, it happened six times, that the harvest started in, in late August for the, not for the Prosecco, but for the Glera, but for the Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay, etc. And the Glera that normally is in the second part of September started at the beginning of September. This year, I think that it will be in line with a normal period, but you know that when you have a very hot period, sometimes you have some storms. And it is what uh, is happening uh, uh, this year in our region, where uh, we, we had the storms, we had the hail uh, that uh, infected uh, the region. We don't know which will, will be the real impact, uh, impact uh, in, uh, uh, in the, for this. But uh, uh, from uh, the other point of view, uh, we, uh, we hope that the, for the numbers, and for our uh, uh, production and for our wine growers, uh, it will be not uh, uh, very, very hard. From uh, uh, this point of view, I think that we need to work uh, in the vineyards in order to have uh, uh, more uh, green elements. So we start to maintain more leaves uh, in, the, in the lines because in this way there, there can be more protection uh, from the hard sun because, uh, you know, our uh, Prosecco, and in particular the, the Glera grape, uh, uh, have to produce a fresh wine, so we, we don't need to have uh, to cook the grapes. So they need to be ripe, but not too ripe. But uh, when you think about it, the, the harvests are, be, are being made earlier, you are protecting more the grapes, but the style is changing. The, the Prosecco today is fruitier than it was once, or you you are, you are being able to keep the style, to maintain the style no, of the Villasani uh, Prosecco? No, making this, uh, uh, this um, decision, as I told you, about the harvest time and also the, the protection of the grape, it is in order to maintain a continuity in the, in the characteristic of the wine. Because uh, we can't change the, the characteristic. Prosecco Glera is not uh, for, uh, for uh, to make a method of classical, traditional method. So it is important to maintain this fresh element. In order to do this, uh, we need to stay in line with uh, which is the tradition in the production of, uh, of Glera. Uh, we are lucky because the alcoholic uh, uh, level of the, the Glera grapes are not very high, so it is not difficult to stay in the 11 de degree uh, of volume that normally are required to have a, a, very, a very good Prosecco. I can tell you that uh, different from the Prosecco region, for example, in Borro Conventi, that is a winery in Friuli, we have to face uh, a change because uh, the wines are very, very, start to be more and more alcoholic, and so we need to work. Uh, with the early harvest to in the in the in how to do the fermentation etc in order to have a, a little bit uh, fresher wines because the the, the, the global warming is impacted impacting so uh, you need to work in the vineyards with the, as i told you before or you need to work in the winery in order to uh, to try to keep uh, a continuity but sometimes in particular for the still wines there is a change in the style of wines and I know Villa Sandy is committed to preserving the environment, the nature. 
What are the initiate uh, the ini- initiatives uh, to achieve this commitment? So, do you have a ten hour watch? Because uh, <laughs> we are doing a lot of things. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, because we have a, a very it is a very great question for us because it is a very important commitment. We started 18 years ago a big project. The name is Villa Sandy for Life. That is a project that is developing in five main point of actions, starting from the suppliers, in which we decide suppliers of labels, bottles, corks, uh, boxes, etc., that uh, must be 100% uh, recyclable. And then uh, to all the things that we do in the vineyards, starting from uh, the certification, we have uh, uh, our philosophy that is uh, to have a, lo- a very low impact to the environment. In order to do this, uh, we decided to certify the, our vineyards biodiversity friend, uh, that is a uh, Biodiversity Friend is an international organization, private organization, that certify how healthy is the environment where you produce your vineyards. And the certification is based on the quality of water, of plants, and of animals, insects, that you have in your vineyards. So, for example, it is not unusual to find in, around our vineyards uh, uh, some uh, bees' houses or uh, insect hotel. It is a sort of five-star hotel for insects where we give them the suite to sleep, but they need to do their job around the vineyards. So if you come in all our vineyards now, you can see a lot of insects flying around. So they can do their job one, eat another one, and they are the symbol of the healthiness of the environment where they are. And so we need to to use the chemicals for in, a, in very few times so, uh, because we try to be as natural as possible. So this is uh, very important for us, uh, together with many studies that we are doing uh, with the University of Padova in order to have strong plants because, uh, you know, if you have strong roots, uh, you don't need to act a lot with uh, chemicals. Like uh, It is like us. If you eat in a proper way. If you practice sport, you don't need to use medicine because you are a sane person. The same is in the vineyards. And also we have an hydroelectric plant in, the, in, in our winery because there is a channel with very strong water. The name is Labrentella. From this, we create a turbine that gives us 20% of all the energy we need to, for our production that together with the photovoltaic system in the roof of the production department give us a total 40% of zero impact energy. And together with this, we have also many other activities that we do to, to protect the environment, but we consider the sustainability not only from in the vineyards, but sustainability also from a social point of view. So I can tell you that the villa, uh, all our vineyards can be visited from the people of the area and from the tourists. For example, we have a vineyard also with a gym. The name is a gym in the vineyard, where everybody can go there to practice, to run. We have a machinery in the middle of the vineyards like a, a gym, so people can uh, practice in a very healthy way. 
and uh, enjoy uh, to stay in the middle of the vineyards in a very natural environment. Or uh, we have, uh, uh, in a building owned by the Moretti Polegato family, we have uh, a school, Culina School in Valdobbiadene, with uh, 250 students, and we give them uh, um, um, an award of, uh, uh, for, to the best student to become the future professional of the territory. So all of these activities, I, I mentioned some of them, but uh, we have uh, a, a very important uh, uh, concern to these activities in order to, uh, to, to improve uh, us and to, to make us better and to make also the environment where we live uh, better. For this, we are creating also our ethical protocol and will be, I think, the first winery in the Prosecco region that will have this ethical pro- protocol to follow by us, by all the employees, and by all our suppliers. I'm really curious to get to know this gym in the middle of the vineyards, because I've never trained in the middle of any vineyard before, <laughs> so I'm really curious about it. And you also work with wine tourism. You have mm-hmm. a, a beautiful villa, Stevie mentioned. Uh, how relevant is wine tourism for you in, in Villa Sandy? And also, how, how does wine tourism impact the, the business, the product communication? So, this is, uh, uh, first of all, it, it is true, but, uh, because Villa Sandy takes the name from a Palladian-style villa, built in 1622, that is uh, uh, built by the Sandy family, that was uh, a, a Venetian family. You, you know the Republic of Venice, where there was Marco Polo. They were very important merchants that uh, in the 17th century, they started to build this villa in the, in the, in the, in the countryside. And uh, this style, it is uh, the, one of the few, but uh, the only with this Palladian style in the, in the Prosecco region. And uh, it is our reporter. Uh, so we have uh, the, the winery, but also this villa that can be considered a museum. So uh, we have uh, 20,000 tourists visiting every year our villa and, uh, and our winery. And uh, also we have a big project of uh, hospitality because uh, we consider strategic hospitality, not only for the private wine lovers, but also for the professional. Uh, I am proud to tell you that uh, for the second year we are uh, inside the best 100 vineyards in the world. I know that it is a list of the, the top 100 wineries uh, that are very important for hospitality. Inside, uh, there are only seven wineries from Italy, and uh, Villa Sandy is the only one from Veneto and Friuli. So uh, it gives you the idea of uh, how we take care of the hospitality in our company and how strategic it is. From, uh, uh, we have uh, a lot of activities for the tourists coming uh, in the area, because after the recognition of uh, UNESCO, we have a lot, uh, more tourists coming. They can go to Venice or to Milan and spend a few day, two days uh, in Valdobbiadene to visit the, the, the wineries, but also to enjoy, to enjoy the unique landscape. From the other side, we have also a strategic hospitality that we name trade hospitality. That's why inside the, the, the team of the, the commercial team, I started a new position three years ago that is the trade, trade hospitality. So dedicated only to our customers because when they come to visit the, the winery, it is the moment in which they can understand the difference between Villa Sandy and 
the other companies. Because we are proud to say when somebody comes, when they arrive to visit us, the first word we say is welcome in the heart of the Prosecco region. And it is a very simple sentence, but that not all our uh, big uh, competitors in the world can say. Because we, they can have a real experience in all the denomination of Prosecco. And our winery is in the center of the province of Treviso, uh, not very far, 10 kilometers from Valdobbiadene, that is the capital city. So we are in a very strategic area. And uh, we try to give, to give them an experience that uh, uh, can full their knowledge about Prosecco and uh, about uh, uh, our territory. We did, for example, also an important event uh, three years ago. The name is uh, Di Mano in Mano, from hand to hand, in which uh, uh, to our best customers, in which we invited uh, 50 of them and invited uh, uh, Gabriele Gorelli, who is the only Italian master of wine that we have, Matteo Montone, the only Italian master sommelier, and Lorenzo Ruggeri, the editor of the Gambaro Rosso Guide, to make testing of Prosecco from the different point of view of their professionality, but in a very professional way. So this is part of the approach I told you about how we can promote the premium Prosecco, because, uh, uh, you know, it is a very serious approach to this wine that for sure is a party pop, it is to enjoy, it is a democratic wine, but it can be very serious. This is great, and you also offer several experiences with Prosecco. So if someone is more technical, they can get a master class. If someone wants to be more emotional about it, you have a, a candlelight tasting. You can have a, an experience about etiquette of wine and food and also a cooking class. So these several yes, experiences yes, yes. are really nice. If you had to pick one experience for someone has uh, so for someone to enjoy in Villa Sandy, which one it will be? Uh, for sure is uh, the Jimmy the Vineyard because uh, n next time you come, we will go together. <laughs> okay. Uh, but after this, uh, something that we, we organize is uh, some bike trips with the e-bike in the hills of Prosecco. So uh, finishing in, the, in our uh, wine estate in Cartiz, La Rivetta, that is uh, fantastic where uh, you can have uh, this uh, bike trip starts uh, with a Prosecco breakfast because, you know, you can have a Prosecco during all the day. So you start from the Prosecco breakfast and uh, you can have uh, your last cartizze after dinner. So start with the Prosecco breakfast. You can do a tour of a few hours and come back uh, to have a nice lunch with the view of the fantastic uh, hills of, uh, of Valdobbiadene. If I can tell you another one, uh, we also use the school, I told you before, to take some customer to have a complete experience. So they can visit the school, but also they can learn how to do the pasta together with the students and uh, enjoy a complete lunch. They can see how to produce the Italian salami or soppressa or uh, Italian cheese. And they then they can enjoy a lunch cooked by the the students in the kitchen that will be future chefs with the, uh, the students serving the lunch in the table and the students for sommelier serving the wine to the table. So it is uh, an experience in the school 
that uh, give a, a chance to the students and uh, make uh, give the, the chance to the customer to have a, a, a very unique experience inside a, a culinary school. I'm packing my bag and I'm going to <laughs> to, to <laughs> Sandy right now. And Flavio, thank you, you so much for your knowledge. Stevie, I'm giving you back the word. All right. All right, that's the applause for the both of you. Very good job. Let me see if there are any questions. There aren't any questions from the world, but as you know, I have thousands of questions. I know Flavio pretty well. He is a very astute, commercially savvy wine. I guess your official title is it the director? Are you a director? What what is yes, your yes, yes. exactly? Right. Yes. So, um, Flavio, uh, I haven't seen you in a bit. So, what is going on in terms of the the market? Like, what what kind of things are going on with the Prosecco world in terms of the trends? Because I, I so, think, like, last year was incredibly prosperous for everybody, wine in general, right? This year, it seems to be, I'm hearing there's a little bit of less traction compared to, of course, 22. Can you share with us some of your market thoughts? Yes, uh, I can tell you that uh, it is... a. Uh, we are having a very challenging year because uh, uh, for sure uh, uh, the start was not very easy be because we have the inflection and also uh, starting to come back to, to, the, to a normal life, the impact of the last years uh, with COVID could affect a little bit uh, the, the, the markets. There are very, a lot of uh, situations that uh, came in the same time. But uh, I can tell you that uh, from... Uh, uh, the Prosecco perspective, uh, we the the beginning was a little bit uh, uh, not uh, running like uh, in the past, uh, because uh, in particular the off trade uh, was uh, suffering a little bit in the in the main markets, uh, and uh, uh, it was uh, people started to go out more because uh, it seems that uh, the fact that they stayed at home. Uh, in the beginning of this year, have Im impacted uh, positively in the on trade, because uh, even. But uh, at the end, uh, you know, the inflation means uh, less money. So at the end, uh, the the total uh, quantity of uh, bottles uh, uh, of wines uh, it is not the same of, of last year. But uh, uh, so the the numbers are not positive uh, from uh, the, the perspective of Villa Sandy. I can tell you that we suffer at the beginning, but we are coming back uh, uh, to to a very very positive situation. I can tell you that July was uh, the the highest month in the history of Villa Sandy. Wow! Congratulations. So it, it means that, uh, but uh, it is uh, due, in my personal opinion, all the wineries that uh, also in the last years uh, invested a lot in the brand in their brand. Uh, they could have a benefit, even if uh, they had to suffer. Uh, the consumer now is very uh, more educated. They want to do their choice. So if you act uh, in order to make them uh, to know what you are doing, if you give uh, a brand awareness, for sure you suffer if the trend of the market is not positive. But uh, from another point of view, uh, you can have uh, also the benefit of the choice because uh, people can be very loyal. You know that uh, in particular in Prosecco this year uh, was challenging also for the pricing because uh, every winery had to increase the price for all materials. But uh, for the Prosecco, the winery had to increase because of the, the price of the grapes uh, 
increased uh, in, in a very crazy way. Uh, I don't understand why, in particular the, the Valdobbiadene, and this impacted uh, in the volumes. But uh, the general volumes now are uh, coming better. Asolo is performing very, very well. Prosecco DOC is uh, in, in line with, uh, with the last year. Prosecco Valdobbiadene is uh, suffering a little bit. But uh, I think that the trend of Prosecco uh, can continue. But uh, people uh, as to understand, uh, no, want to to be very familiar with brands because they need to be comfortable that a brand can give them a, a, an important answer in terms of quality. So in the Prosecco where you have a lot of private labels, the, uh, the private labels are suffering more than others because the sense of price has an impact in the, in the, in the volumes. So I have another question for you. It's a segue mm. to to closing. However, what about the n- low alcohol and no alcohol Prosecco? Are you thinking about that at all? Have you already produced them? Or what, what no. are your thoughts? We are, um, we are producing them. Uh, we are not doing with Villa Sandy at the moment because you know that the group... Uh, of Moretti Polegato Villa Sandi represent five different brands. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started many, uh, about seven years ago with a low alcohol. How low? And, uh, uh, low alcohol, yes. But how low? Is, uh, like 10%? No, 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 sorry. We can say low calories because of the oh, alcohol. Oh, low calories. Uh, okay. Low calories because, in our opinion, uh, uh, to, to have a, a very good Prosecco, you need to stay around 10.5, 11. It's okay. not possible to go lower than this. Mm-hmm. For the zero, you know, it is not allowed to have uh, a Prosecco zero because uh, the protocol doesn't mention. Mm-hmm. But uh, we decided to produce uh, uh, an, alcoholic, uh, an alcoholic drink zero that is made with a glera grape. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we started two years and a half ago. And uh, the, the results uh, are very good because uh, from the beginning now, we will finish this year with uh, around... Uh, 150,000 bottles in the export market and 50,000 in the Italian market. Because oh, you're we are also the start. Italian market. We introduced this year uh, uh-huh. with, uh, with uh, Vin Italy. We introduced zero in Italy, okay. the, the zero alcohol in Italy. And uh, we could uh, list uh, uh, in three, four customers. Uh, and uh, they are doing well. I think that uh, uh, now in the market, uh, there are not many brands of Prosecco producing also the zero. So the fact that the consumer that knows the brand of Prosecco can have the alternative zero can help to make them very comfortable with the quality they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Flavio, before we close, can you just give us a brief overview of how many labels you have and the volume of productions, etc.? So the, um, speaking about Villa Sandy, uh, the total production is uh, of 5 million and 300,000 bottles mm-hmm. shared uh, in around uh, 20 different labels that uh, are uh, from the Prosecco DOC, uh, that is uh, Il Fresco, our bestseller. And uh, we have a Rosé, Blanc de Blanc, uh, a complete line. We have uh, uh, five different uh, Conegliano Valdobbiadene. We have two different Asolo and two, two Cartizze. Okay. Also, the range is completed with a Dolce, that is a wine that we produced 
with Moscato grapes and some Frizzante wines and Espago that is only for the domestic market. And uh, so this is, uh, these are the numbers we are selling in 130 countries. Uh, we, it is 55% DOC and uh, 45% DOCG. So the, the winery, uh, you know that the DOCG is not easy in the export market, but we are doing a lot in order to have uh, uh, Valdobbiada and Razzolo in all our uh, uh, customers because uh, in this way they, uh, it is uh, easier also for uh, our customer to make the consumer, their, their own customers, aware of the difference of the, the, the denomination. Yes, of so, so the 5 million bottles, that's not counting La Gioiosa, is that correct? No. Okay. With La Gioiosa, because we have La Gioiosa and Casa Geller, that are the other two brands from Prosecco, mm-hmm. La Gioiosa is around uh, uh, 27 million mm-hmm. bottles so of, huge, uh, of yeah. Prosecco. Yeah. And uh, Casa Geller is around 1 million and 500,000. Right. Uh, Borro Conventi in Friuli is uh, 300,000 bottles uh, between Collio and, uh, and Isonzo, because we have the vineyards uh, in both denominations. And then we have Opera Trevigiane, that is our brand for uh, the Metodo Classico, made with Chardonnay and uh, uh, Pinot Noir. We produce every year around 120,000 bottles. All right. So those are a lot of bottles altogether. A lot of bottles to sell. <laughs> yeah. So, so you keep yourself team, busy, Flavia. Very, very busy. Very yes. busy. But uh, I can tell you that uh, you have a very strong team and... Uh, uh, with the people with uh, an high knowledge of our uh, region and uh, and also with a big passion uh, that is very important because uh, uh, if you don't have passion you can't reach uh, the 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 uh, the goals that we have we are very proud and, uh, and we had the the data yesterday Villa Sandy is the number one the number nine company in Italy and the the number one for uh, in, in like a private company in the Prosecco Excellent. So, Congratulations, Flavio. Listen, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you, Vinicius, for bringing on this wonderful guest with us today on Italian Wine Podcast. For everyone listening in, don't forget to like us and follow us wherever you get your pods. And I'm going to bring back on Laika. Laika, are you still at the office? I'm still here in the office. Okay. Laika, so what's up next? Okay, so... Because we're having a summer marathon before our summer break, tomorrow we're having another clubhouse at 5.30 p.m. with McKenna Cassidy. She will be interviewing Giorgio and Roberto Bava. Excellent. Okay, she's killing me. Every day there's a clubhouse. Okay, that's it, folks. See you soon. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.